That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Hey, my brothers and sisters, I hope this day finds you well. You know, the greatest thing about free market, and this is what people don't understand when they criticize capitalism, they don't actually have an understanding of, of what it actually is. And part of this is ignorance, and the other part is, actually people do understand it, but it doesn't, it's not advantageous for them, it's not a system that works for them, because they don't wanna have to produce value they don't want to have to move forward and move up based on merit. They want the world to be what they want the world to be in spite of the natural order of things, in spite of actual science, in spite of actual data, in spite of what historically has helped and what historically has destroyed. Because in a free market, you have to produce value. Then with that in mind, it is self-corrective because it won't matter if you're a racist. It won't matter if you're a white supremacist or a black supremacist. It won't matter if you're gay or straight. None of those things will matter. It won't matter if you're a man or a woman. If you can produce value, you will prosper. And you must produce value in order to prosper. So you could be an evil person. You still will have to produce value if you want your business to thrive. So you will have to give the people what they want. The people have the power. The consumer has the power, and that's the way that it should be. A free market is an extension of our United States Constitution. It's an extension of individual sovereignty at work. That's why they don't like the free market. Same reason why they don't like our Constitution. They don't want the power in the hands of the consumer. They don't want the power in the hands of the citizen because that's not advantageous for them. If you want all the, if you want all the power, if you want to centralize it in one spot and then you control that one spot, you don't want free market capitalism. <laughs> of course you would want socialism. Socialism is a, is, a, is a really neat way to wrap up a pile of crap, to wrap it up in this beautiful wrapping with nice pretty bows and glitter, but inside it's just a lump of crap, and give it to people and tell them like, Merry Christmas. <laughs> this, is, this is a gift just for you. This is awesome. Right? It's democratic socialism. That's just changing the wrapping. You don't change the lump of crap that's on the inside. Now, I say all that to preface this. Big Pharma is not free market. It's not free market at all. They're subsidized by our government. They're, they're given basically an out to where they have no accountability. They essentially don't have to produce value whatsoever. And I don't trust any company that doesn't have to produce value because then there's no incentive for them to produce value. Now a person who is evil, who is racist, who, who, who hates everybody, they can fail upwards in, this, in, in, a, in, in an arena that's not free market. And so um, I put together just some things just to show you so that you can see for yourself how it's clearly not free market and yet we get fed we get fed or we get given these, I told you, gifts just filled with lumps of crap. It's so obvious. And so we need to come together as a people, recognize our individual sovereign power and, and stand up for it. Unless you just wanna lose it, unless you just don't wanna be free and you want these large corporations to just run your life because you 
because you've been fooled into believing they can do it better than you can. <laughs> anyway, check out this timeline here. So this right here is, is coming November 9th of 2020. Pfizer-BioNTech say COVID vaccine is more than 90% effective. Great day for science and humanity. And so we look here, this comes from C, CNBC, who's a left-leaning rag. They're not, they're not journalists over there. They're, they're just an arm of the globalist elite. They're just all activists. So let's look at the key takeaways here. Dr. Albert Borla, chairman and CEO of Pfizer, hailed the trial results as a great day for science and humanity. Pfizer and, Bio, Pfizer and BioNTech said the case split between vaccinated individuals and those who received a placebo indicated a vaccine efficacy rate of above 90% at seven days after the second dose. It means that protection from COVID-19 is achieved 28 days after the initial vaccination, which consists of two dose, a two-dose schedule. <coughs> so I'm going to understand, they're talking about over 90% immunity from C19, meaning if you are vaccinated with Pfizer-BioNTech, you, you have only a 10% chance of getting an infection. So it has 90%, actually they're saying over 90% immunity. Pfizer and BioNTech announced Monday that coronavirus vaccine was more than 90% effective in preventing C19 among those without evidence of prior infection, hailing the development as a great day for science and humanity. And Pfizer wasn't the only ones telling us this. Moderna was telling us that it was 94% effective at preventing you understand? Preventing. This is what they were saying November of 2020. This is coming from the CEO of Pfizer, Dr. Albert Borla. He says, and I quote, I think we can see the light at the end of the tunnel. I believe this is likely the most significant medical advancement in the last 100 years. If you count the impact this will have in public health, global economy. Once again, he's talking about over 90% efficacy in preventing, preventing C19. It's very important. November of 2020, they were saying it prevents. They weren't saying that we hope it prevents. They weren't saying that we believe it's going to. They're saying that it is. Based on the trials, it is. And if you look at what they're, I'm not gonna go into it today, but if you look at their phase three trials and you, and you look at the time frame and how many people, but I'll, I'll say that for, for, for another time. Really, what I want you to see is just this timeline. This is what they're saying. The CEO, not some, not some underling, not some lab coat, the actual CEO of Pfizer. And he himself is a doctor. And then Dr. Fauci chimes in. Remember, this is November 2020. Scientists are hoping for a coronavirus vaccine that is at least 75% effective, while White House coronavirus advisor, Dr. Anthony Fauci, has said one that is 50 to 60% effective would be acceptable. Now, that's around where, where our flu shot is. Flu shot can be anywhere between 40 and 60%, depending on if they, if they get the, the prediction of what strain is going to be hitting, if they get that correct. So everybody's taking a victory lap because if they're looking for something that's 75 and Pfizer and Moderna are both delivering over 90% and preventing C19, their words, then it's victory lap time, right? Right? The world is saved. Now, this is coming from PBS. And this is November 18th of 2020. So that other one was November 9th. And so from November 9th to November 18th, Pfizer and Moderna COVID vaccines, 95% effective in clinical trials. Today, Pfizer and BioNTech announced that their new experimental COVID-19 vaccine is 95% effective in preventing 
infection and causes no serious safety concerns and causes no serious safety concerns according to a final analysis of their clinical trial. Do you see what I'm saying? It's their claim, it's their trial. And because it's not free market, there's no incentive for them to even be telling the truth. I'm not saying that they're lying. I'm saying that there's no incentive for them to. And for us to discard, especially Pfizer's uh, history, if, if we're to discard, to discard that, then maybe you could go, okay, well, yeah, I believe them. But if you look at their history, you look at their track record, why would you, why would you not be skeptical when you've seen the things that they've done in the past? None of this makes any sense from even a business sense. That's what I'm saying, it's not free market because you wouldn't do business with somebody like this who has a track record of not producing value, has, has a track record of harming citizens with their products. And remember, they're all taking a victory lap on the 9th of November and here they're continuing that victory lap. Efficacy was consistent across age, race, and ethnicity demographics. They observed efficacy in adults over 65 years of age was over 94%, Pfizer and its German partner BioNTech said in a joint statement. The news comes two days after the BioNTech company Moderna Incorporated said its experimental vaccine was 94.5% effective in preventing disease according to an analysis of its phase three clinical trial. Now I went over Moderna's phase three clinical trial as well. Maybe I'll do a, another post later on, but I went over it. I went to see, okay, well, what, you know, how many people were involved? How long was it? Over how many you know, countries, all that stuff. I went over all of it. Okay, so I researched. Did you guys do that? Did you guys look at, at the phase three trials at all? The information's out there. Last week, Pfizer and BioNTech had announced that their vaccine was more than 90% effective. Both vaccines use new mRNA technology. So then, and I'll, I'll include these articles in the description section where I can, and there's more information on the phase three trials. And I definitely recommend you guys go look at the phase three trials for both, and then you read these articles yourself. So you can see the timeline because they're saying preventing. They're clearly saying it multiple times. Preventing. CEO says preventing. Victory lap. Great day, great historical day in science. So then we go to CSNBC. Also, once again, interviewing the CEO of Pfizer BioNTech, or Pfizer, Dr. Albert Borla. And this is July 28th of 2021. So not even a year later, here's what he's saying. Pfizer CEO says COVID vaccine effectiveness drops to 84% after six months. Okay, so it's over 90%, and then six months later, it's 84% effective at preventing C19, right? Let's see, here are the key takeaways. The efficacy of Pfizer, Pfizer's coronavirus vaccine steadily declines to about 84% about six months after a second dose, according to CEO Albert Borla. Okay, once again, if that's preventing, that's not, that's not that bad, because it's, it's preventing, right? It's preventing infection. Data from Israel shows the waning immunity also erodes protection from severe illness. Hey, you're talking about protection from severe illness. I thought it prevented infection. That doesn't make any sense. It's less than a year later. What's the other point here? The vaccine's initial studies showed it protected people 100% of the time against hospitalization, but that falls to, to low 90% and mid to high 80% after six months, he said. Wait, now you're talking about against hospitalization. You were saying less than a year prior, you were saying preventing infection. Now you're talking about severe illness and hospitalization. 
That's a change in language, isn't it? In less than a year, you switched that language up real quick. Like sleight of hand, did, did anybody else catch that? You went, you said preventing. Over 90, over 90%, both of them, Moderna and Pfizer, said over 90% preventing infection to, to severe illness and hospitalization. Hmm, let's dive in here, see what else he has to say. The effectiveness of Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine steadily declines over time, dropping to about 84% for vaccinated people about four to six months after getting their second dose, according to CEO Albert Borla. The comments made on Wednesday on CNBC are based on the findings of a new company-funded study that has yet to be peer-reviewed. It comes as the drug maker clashes with U.S. health officials over the need for a third COVID vaccine dose to boost immunity protection. The study found the vaccine's effectiveness was strongest at 96.2% between one week and two months after receiving the second dose. It declined an average of 6% every two months, according to the study, which signed up more than 44,000 people across the U.S. and other countries. The efficacy after four to six months was approximately 84%, Borla said. Dr. Borla says, and I quote, we have seen also data from Israel that there is a waning of immunity and that starts impacting what used to be what what used to be what was 100% against hospitalization now after the 6 month period is becoming low 90s and men to high 80s Borla said once again they're now saying less than a year later they're using words like hospitalization and severe illness he says 100% against hospitalization not 100% against the preventing of infection they completely changed their language so this is an acknowledgement of, of a loss of value based on what was previously told to the consumer. Do you see how that works? That's not free market. That's not how free market works. You can't say that it's one thing definitively and then less than a year later, just not even acknowledge that you said that prior and just completely change the language and then now you're selling it underneath those new terms underneath that new language as if, like you didn't even miss a step, as if you did not say that it prevented infection. Or let's say that you do say that, okay, we thought it was gonna prevent infection, it did not. Okay, well, then how, how reliable were, were your phase three trials? Because that's what the conclusion that you had. Should you have done your trials longer then? At, at, no matter how you look at it, it's a piss poor job that's done. And it's a piss poor product that's coming from a piss poor job. No matter how you look at it, if you're looking at free market, because you've changed the language, you've gone from prevention to mitigating symptoms. That's not what you said. That's all I'm saying. If they had come out in the beginning and said, hey, it's 90% effective at, at symptom mitigation, it's going to ensure that hospitalizations are low, it's gonna ensure that, that severe, severe illness is low, then you're like, okay, I, I, I have nothing to say, right? Then there'd be nothing to say, but that's not what was said. He was taking a victory lap less than a year prior and everybody was, was clapping and cheering. So that uh, CNBC interview was in July of 2021. And then by November, November 11th of 2021, a year and two days from that first interview that I showed you with Dr. Albert Borla taking a victory lap, touting that, that their phase three trials definitively showed that it's over 
effective at preventing infection. And then less than a year later, by July of the following year, now you're talking about hospitalization and, and severe illness as a symptom mitigator, and you're no longer talking about prevention <laughs> that quick. <laughs> you're no longer talking about, about prevention. Now we have this article coming from Very Well Health saying, and once again, this is November 11th of 2021, follow the timeline. COVID-19 vaccine protects, protection wanes after six months, especially for J&J. Now, the numbers change again, and that's why I put this one in here, is that in July, he said it dropped from over 90% down to like 84%, right, after six months. Here, we have these numbers. So let's look at what those numbers are. So you remember what, what Dr. Borla said? He said it was still 90%, and after six months, it drops to 84%. Remember that, this was in July. This is now November, okay? So it's only a few months later. Here's what the numbers are now. A few months later, they found that the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine's effectiveness against infection dropped to 43.3% from 86.9%. So not the, not the 90 he was talking about at all. He said it went from, from over 90 to 84. They're saying it actually, starts at 86.9 and drops to 43.3. It's ha it, it gets cut in half. It gets cut in half six months later. The Moderna vaccine saw a similar decline falling to 58% from 89%. So Moderna's not even above 90% anymore. This is less than a few months after he said the numbers I just gave you. They observed the largest drop in the Johnson & Johnson vaccine which dropped to 13.1% after 86.4%. 86% down to 13. And so understand that this is when they start pushing the booster. And what I want you to consider is this. This, no part of this is free market. No part of this is requiring them to produce value in order to stay in business, in order to get paid. No part of this puts the power in the hands of the consumer, in the hands of the citizen. And as a further nail in the coffin, not only is the power not in the hand of the consumer, consumer is being mandated to purchase this product. So they don't have to produce value and the government is mandating, unconstitutionally so, you have to get this product. It's not even your choice. So therefore, you're no longer even considered a consumer. You understand that? When you're being forced to buy something or forced to take something, you're no longer a consumer. It's not even, forget free market. It's, it's, not any, it's not even business. You understand, that's not even a business transaction. You're being forced to take something and you're being forced to pay for it. <laughs> I just want you guys to understand, free market is just that, it's free. If you, if you advocate for anything but a free market, what you're advocating for is slavery. You're advocating for economic slavery. And you then position yourself as an enemy of any free sovereign being. Okay, so let's move on. Last, last thing I wanna show you, or the last article, just so you can see where we are today. So like, once again, I have that timeline. It started November 9th of 2020. This is going to, this is coming from Penn State Health. This is saying vaccines have up to 90% of efficacy against severe COVID-19 for up to six months. Once again, they're no longer using preventing C-19. 
Now it's now it's efficacy against severe. So this is this is a symptom mitigator. So this they're still using this language. They haven't changed that. In the beginning they said one thing. You see. You saw that, right? And then now they're still saying that it's a symptom mitigator, right? That's not free market. That's not how it works. If a, if a retailer or if an institution that's trying to sell you something is not telling you the truth in a free market, you could then take your money elsewhere and they would either be forced to start becoming more transparent or they would go under. Both of those things are advantageous for the consumer. There's nothing better than free market. Period. And this is coming from this, the, the date of this is June 2nd of 2022, right? So this is last week. So here's, here's what they're saying with, with this new study. Now, first of all, this is, this is based on, um, this isn't based on anything uh, with the Omicron 4. So this is prior to Omicron. So you're looking at the original strain and, and the Delta. In the largest study to date, the researchers analyzed data from 7 million unvaccinated and vaccinated individuals, the latter received Pfizer, BioNTech, Moderna, or Johnson & Johnson doses of the COVID-19 vaccine. Conducting a systematic review and meta-analysis, the investigators examined 18 peer-reviewed studies published from December 2019 to November of 2021. Prior to emergence of the Omicron variant that dominated the most recent pandemic surge in the US. So this is prior to Omicron, okay? That's very important. According to the CDC, more than 577 million doses of the COVID-19 vaccines have been administered across the nation. Vaccinated individuals may wonder how long the vaccine provides protection against the coronavirus. So we're talking about protection now. Do you understand? Not, not, not prevention. You have to pay attention to the language. Now it's protection, not prevention. They were saying immunity. Now it's just protection. They even went so far as to try to change the definition of vaccines because vaccines traditionally have have provided immunity and so they it's it's like in order for them so let's say they're lying but then they they shift reality to match the lie so that the lie now becomes the truth that's what they're doing it doesn't make it any less a lie they just have enough power and influence to to change language from through, across multiple institutions to then make themselves in the right but that doesn't make them in the right because if they were right they wouldn't have to go through all that you see what i'm saying so you have to be paying attention it literally, it literally is like a shell game. You have to be paying attention, <laughs> okay? It's a shell game that they're not even really good at, but if you're not paying attention, they're gonna, they're gonna win every time. And what they're going to win is your freedom. You lose your freedom, they win it. <laughs> they get all the power. <laughs> In their analysis, the researchers determined the vaccines provide a significant protection, protection against C19, but effectiveness waned over time. The findings revealed that after full vaccination immunity, against COVID-19 infection, immunity. So now they're saying immunity. Is it protection or is it immunity? Right, you have to watch that because they didn't say immunity first, they said protection. So now they can say immunity. They can bounce back and forth. They do that as well. Against C-19 infection decreased from 83%. So now it's at 83%. <laughs> These numbers keep going down. 83% after the first month to 22% after five or more months. Now, I will say this, maybe they're averaging all three, all three companies, all three, um, you know, Johnson, J&J. &J, and so maybe they're doing that. Maybe that's why the average is 83%. But remember, they were talking about 90% in, uh, for Pfizer-BioNTech in, in preventing infection. Moderna was 94%. And I think J&J &J was never that high. I think it was like in, in the mid 80s. 
but they were all talking about preventing infection. Now it's mitigating severe illness and, and, and hospitalization. And once again, it's waning over six months, which is why they recommend getting the booster. And this is saying like at five months or more, it's down to 22% after five months, not six months or more, five months or more, it's at 22%. The research included data on adults and children aged 12 and older. The findings showed that recipients of the Moderna vaccine experienced the highest level of protection. Fully vaccinated individuals are defined as those who receive two doses of their Moderna or Pfizer vaccines, as well as individuals who received one dose of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. The researchers did not have data beyond six months, and the study did not include data on booster vaccines. So I'm gonna include this in there as well, so you can check that out. But my point is, is about free market. And I want to show you this timeline of a company that's putting out, that, that's not being required to, to put out value. And what they are putting out is losing value, and yet we're still either being required to purchase it at one point, or still being pushed, still being encouraged to purchase it. None of that is free market, especially when the government's hand is in it. It's not free market anymore. They're not a free market company. They're not just a company that can do whatever they want. They're, they're getting subsidized by our government using our money. And so no other business can be run that way. Do you understand that? You can't run a business that way. We force people to buy your product or you're not even putting out a high quality product and then you force people to buy it. Using force in a free market is antithetical. <laughs> You see, force free, force free. Do you see that? <laughs> that that simply doesn't work. Do you understand that? And just a couple things that I want to show you. This is I want to show you a, a clip in his own words. This is the the CEO of Pfizer. I just wanted to show you this, and then I'm going to show you one more thing, and then I'll let you guys go. But but this is in his own words. I want you to listen. Uh, and we know that um, the three, the two doses of the vaccine offer very limited protection, if any. The three doses with a booster, they offer reasonable protection against hospitalization and deaths. Against uh, uh, deaths, I think, very good. Um, and less protection against uh, infection. And once again, remember, he is now in November of 2020, November 2020, he was saying prevention. Now he's just saying protection. And he's acknowledging that it, that it, that it wanes, and that it doesn't offer even very good protection. Two doses, he said it himself, two doses don't offer very good protection if any, his words. Now, we are working on a, on a new version of our vaccine, the 1.1. But we're working on a new product. Our previous product offers little protection, but now I said, I said, I said prevention, but now I'm saying protection, it offers very little of that, but we have a new product for you to take the place of the product that we had prior that, that isn't as effective. Included that way, that uh, will cover Omicron as well. And uh, of course, uh, we are waiting to, to have the final results. The vaccine will be ready in March. So that's, that's from the man himself. Who can run a business like that and still prosper if, it, if we were going free market? See what I'm saying? Now, I'm not telling anybody out there what to do. I, I, I believe in liberty. You do what you feel is best for you and your family. I'm not, I would never impose my will on you and force my will or try to, try to get you to, to do one thing or the other. What I like you to do and why it's the light bulb initiative is that I want you to turn on the light. I want you to research. I want you to protect your own mind with the truth. But I'm not telling you what to do. I, I actually believe that if you had all the information and you were assessing it, that you're going to make better choices. You're going to make informed choices. So I'm not over here telling you what to do. I'm telling you to take it. Don't take it. I'm not saying anything. I'm, I'm trying to show you that this isn't free market 
which means that this is an American because we're the, we're, we are the land of the free. We are the home of the brave. We are not just some minions to be controlled and dominated and told what to do and told how to live. And free market is a part of that. Free market is actually essential to it. It's essential to it. And in a free market, you have to produce value. In the socialist market, you don't have to produce value. You can fail upwards. So if it's not free market, it's socialist. And socialism destroys every country 100% of the time. Only argument that you can say is like, oh, look at this company. No, other countries who have like this, this quasi-socialistic kind of thing, they can limp along, but they're being carried by free market, even within their own country. It's not straight socialism. So just get rid of the socialism part and the free market will allow you to thrive even more. So this is the last thing I want to leave you with. And this is something that I find interesting because they, they all seem like trained monkeys. And by that, I mean like they're all given the same script and told to say the same thing. And that's almost an impossibility for, for you to put 10 people in a room. I think I have eight examples here. Let's say you put eight people in a room and think that they're going to have the same views on absolutely everything and use the same language, the same exact words. That's not very probable unless they're told to do so. And so I just want to show you this last thing. So what this is, is just a short little, short little, you know, montage of, of prominent people, either Democrats or, or entertainers who have contracted C-19. And I just want you to see a pattern in how they respond or, or, or how, they, how they communicate to the public when they do get C-19. I want you to see if there's a pattern here. So the governor of California, Gavin Newsom, he's uh, C-19 positive. I think he, he caught it uh, late May. And this, is, this was his statement. This AM, I tested positive for C-19 and am currently experiencing mild symptoms. Grateful to be vaccinated and for treatments like Paxlovid. I'm following health guidelines and will be isolating while I work remotely. Wishing everyone a safe and healthy Memorial Day weekend. This is when former President Barack Obama, when he was C-19 positive, this was his statement. He got it in March 13th, I believe. I just tested positive for, C for COVID. I've had a scratchy throat for a couple of days, but I'm feeling fine otherwise. Michelle and I are grateful to be vaccinated and boosted, and she has tested negative. It's a reminder to get vaccinated if you haven't already, even as cases go down. This is Hillary Clinton. Announced Tuesday that she has tested positive for C-19 and is experiencing mild symptoms. This is what she says, and I quote, while I've tested positive for COVID, I've got some mild cold symptoms, but I'm feeling fine, the 74-year-old former first lady and one-time secretary of state said in a tweet. She says again, and I quote, I'm more grateful than ever for the protection vaccines can provide against serious illness. Please get vaccinated and boosted if you haven't already. This is Elizabeth Warren. I regularly test for COVID, and while I tested negative earlier this week, today I tested positive with the breakthrough case. Thankfully, I am only experiencing mild symptoms and am grateful for the protection provided against serious illness that comes from being vaccinated and boosted. You seen the pattern yet? Oh my gosh. This is Stephen A. Smith. He's a, he's a um, celebrity on ESPN. I'm feeling fine, mild symptoms, Smith said. Thank God I was vaccinated. Thank God I got the Pfizer vaccine two shots a few, a few months ago. Justin Trudeau, this morning I, I tested positive for COVID-19. I'm feeling fine and I'll continue to work remotely this week while following public health guidelines. Everyone please get vaccinated and boosted. Now this is January 31st of 2022. I want you to understand that he had his booster shot on January 4th of 2022. 
This is Mayor Lori Lightfoot over in Chicago. Earlier today, I tested positive for COVID-19. I'm experiencing cold-like symptoms, but otherwise feel fine, which I credit to being vaccinated and boosted. I will continue to work from home while following the CDC guidelines for isolation. This is the statement that was released once Whoopi Goldberg came down positive. Joy, Joy Behar shares on The View that Whoopi Goldberg tested positive for C-19 over the holiday break and is recovering at home. Since she's vaxxed and boosted, her symptoms have been very, very mild. This is Maxine Waters. Waters, who was vaccinated against COVID-19 and has received two booster shots, is currently isolating and following all protocols as recommended by the Office of the Attending Physician and CDC guidance, the representative said in a statement. She says, and I quote, thankfully, I am feeling fine and recommend everyone to get vaccinated if you have not done so already. That was Walter's statement. And this is from Cory Booker. I learned today that I tested positive for COVID-19 after first feeling symptoms on Saturday. Fortunately, fortunately, my symptoms have been very relatively mild, Booker says. He says, he goes on, and I quote, I'm beyond grateful to have received two doses of a vaccine and more recently a booster. I'm certain that without them, I would be doing much worse. I encourage everyone who is eligible to get vaccinated and boost it. Now, two things are interesting with that. One, they're all saying the same thing. But two, if they're all vaccinated and boosted, why are they still getting infected? Oh, because it doesn't prevent. It only protects. But then it didn't really protect them. Oh, but it mitigates the symptoms. So it's not as severe. So that's why they kept saying that their symptoms weren't very, very severe. But I don't understand because I had the original strain in December of 2020 and I wasn't hospitalized and my symptoms weren't severe enough to hospitalize me. So then how do you know that your symptoms weren't severe since you had a strain much later than what I had? Or let's say that you had what I had. How do you know that it's what you took that made your symptoms less severe and kept you from being hospitalized if the same thing happened to me and I, and I didn't have anything on board? Nobody's been able to answer that question. And I've had people send me links to studies and the studies are coming from the companies that are trying, that are trying to, to sell us these things. And as I told you before, they're not producing value. So no one's been able to answer that question for me at all. How do you know? But the main point I wanted, to, wanted you guys to see was how they're all using the same language. That's just an improbability that they would all say the same thing. It's just very improbable to me. You guys gotta turn on that light. You guys gotta start turning on that light. They want you in the dark. And I'm over here trying to help you do what? Turn on that light. You guys be well.